Hello and welcome. Another big week of NBL Magna. Usually quiet as a mouse, but he's bringing all the drama this week. Is it him? Is it the Wildcats? Is it his auntie? Mm. We'll find out in a moment, Pete. But I've just had a look at the rundown and something is jumping out to me at the moment. Oh, yeah. First pot. So I'm taking over here. <laughs> she takes. I knew something was up because whenever you arrive in the office early, mm. there's something a little well, bit sus. She takes. We was got. Everyone loves it. It's yeah. probably the favourite segment for all the fans. And mm-hmm. you got a lot of good uh, entertainment last week. Everybody was talking back. I did at the expense of others. Usually, yeah, entertainment is best correct. served for me. At the but someone of decided. Now people are starting to look out and be careful what they say. People start telling. Oh, have you seen this? Have you seen this? We're watching always. Oh, and no. something caught my eye that something was brought to my attention. Now I just want you to watch and listen, and then we're going to break down exactly why this is a bad take. Roll the vision. Next up, the big one. Sixteen plus Phoenix taking on Atlanta. Phoenix sitting atop the NBA power rankings at the moment. Atlanta, all eyes on the draft for them. So we're going to go 16 plus for the Phoenix Suns. Next. Few things we're going to look at here. Now, this was brought to my attention. I was like, you know what? Yeah, 16 plus. Phoenix are playing pretty good. Now, do we have the box score? I think we do. Can we throw that up for the quick, real quick? The box score of this game. There it is. Atlanta Hawks 135 beat the Suns 103. That is a massive swing from a terrible tipster in Felix von Hoff. Now, the second part of that, you said Atlanta Hawks all eyes on the draft. Mm-hmm. That kind of, without even looking, I was like, oh, yeah, maybe. But do we have the standings? They're fifth in the <laughs> East. They are half a game behind the Knicks. What draft are they looking at? What draft are they possibly looking at? I had to do that one. In my defense, in my defense, I have not focused on the Atlanta Hawks at all this year. Have not cared about them, especially when Trey Young got injured. Have not cared about them, and I legitimately thought they were at the bottom half of the table. They are fifth in the East. I could not believe that. And I was like, wait, they're definitely doing all right. They've got a few places. But yeah, that's uh, that's our favorite segment. when you find yourself on it, that's always good. It's going well. That is shocking. I that's thought that was good. bad at the start. I still had no idea that the Atlanta Hawks were sitting fifth. Mm. Fifth? And not and they I mean the, you're gonna get tips wrong. You said sixteen plus they lost by thirty three. That happens. I've actually gone four or five on Pickham as well before. Yeah. Four well, or six. Yeah. Which is we haven't given away the total prize this year. So well, oh, we're not going to if you're giving <laughs> all the tips. <laughs> oh, well. No, I've just been put back in my hole at the that's start right. of the show. I'm gonna have to rebind some we're of that roll. some of that juice. But anyway. Magnate of the Wildcats. I'm not even sure I should let you speak anymore. I just roll <laughs> this. Who brings a- this stuff to my attention? Who want to bring down the big fella? Who brought that to you? We never, we was never it one, released Was it that. one of the men in the production truck? We never released that. We never released that information. I could see it in your eyes. I'm going to find it out and I'm going to hunt them down. Magnate to the Wildcats. It was always rumoured mm. when he was in the hotel, when he was in quarantine, everyone thought, okay, he's probably going to go to the Wildcats. Now, the Wildcats just beat Melbourne. You add Magnay into that group. They beat Melbourne at Melbourne. This starts to look like a pretty dangerous team. Now, we're going to talk about their chances later on, but there's probably not too many better options you could have in this team right now to just throw a guy in than Will Magnay. It's perfect when you think about bringing in a piece at this crucial part of the season. He's not going to demand the ball. Yes, he wants to get to the NBA, but he got his stock so high by getting blocks, playing defense, doing all that other stuff. He's going to benefit from the system that the Wildcats are running, and it's going to help them tremendously. Big question, the big weird thing about it is when the original article shows that just someone has to not suit up each game now, I believe, and yeah, they which- can rotate who that is. It's not like Bearstow now steps aside. It, based on what I've read, this has to be something different that depending on who they're playing, 
maybe they, oh, well, we don't, we're not too guard heavy in this game, so we'll sit a guard out and bring Magne in. See, my, my understanding is that that's fine in most sports. Mm. But where does the salary cap come into this? I don't know. That's another... Because you can't, you're not going to be paying guys that you're sitting on the bench. Well, not sitting on the bench, but you're sitting out. Mm. So I don't really understand that sort of side of it. And you as an NBL informant, yeah, I'm, I'm what? I'm, I'm unsure about all that as well because we talk about... Majuk Majuk's injured. We know that he's been out all season and when they bring in replacements. I originally thought if Magne was coming in, someone would now have to step aside for the rest of the year. Which that's is- what I was sure. In, in the same situation that's happened with virtually every other yeah. team. Yeah. And so there will be a logical explanation to this. Oh, there has been to be. so seamless. Well, yeah. You can't just throw that massive bomb in there and be like, oh, yeah, it's all right. They're not going to do that. But it, it is interesting because if we look at everyone else, as I said, that's come through on an injury replacement or something like that. But this isn't really – he sort of just popped up mm. and jumped in. It is, yeah. I We need to get to the bottom of exactly what's going on there because Magne is going to help their case. Well, he's going to help it. And the thing that people need to understand is that they're bringing Magne in to beat Melbourne. Mm. That's what they're bringing in. The only person that hurt them and the only person I thought could hurt them was Jock Landau. Yeah. Now, he top scored with 11 points yeah. for Melbourne in the last game. But you bring Magne in and you sort of get, although Jock Landau is a much better player at the moment than Magne, mm. you still get a bit of... Stalemate there. They're still going to go head-to-head and it's going to nullify that a little bit. Mooney had that monster game against Jock. So now all of a sudden Jock Landau gets no rest because when he goes out, Magnus, he's going to get no time. Jervis maybe a little bit, but that would be just a hacker shot. Jervis would be throwing his weight around trying to foul him. Jervis was no good defensively. That was was where Melbourne went on a couple of runs when Jervis was in the game. And I'm a big fan of Tom Jervis, but he's he's, he's getting on in age and he's not going to be going up against one of the premier bigs in the competition. With with this signing, officially, I don't know if we were ever thought otherwise, but... Is another team going to make the grand final, or is it Melbourne Perth one hundred percent? I think it will. Melbourne Perth are going to finish one two, and I cannot see them getting knocked mm. in the semis at all. You look at who's going to make it. Does Illawarra sneak in? Look, they've just jumped on Tim Conrad. I'm not sure whether that gives them the boost that they've needed. That they need. Adelaide are the one that could cause an upset. They got to get there first. They've they got to get there. But I still really don't think they would run. cause an upset because yeah. you got to remember this isn't a one game thing. These are series, yep. and they're going to have home court. Mm. So I don't think that Adelaide can beat Melbourne twice in Melbourne yeah. or Perth twice in Perth. Yeah. And the same thing, if the Sydney Kings end up finishing up there, I don't think they can. Mm. So it's, I, I think we're pretty safe there that we are going to see. They're pretty confident. <laughs> we're going to see a, a Melbourne-Perth oh. final. And you throw Magne in there, yeah. and then we're going to talk, touch on it later as well. Melbourne bounce back. You go young, we go old with yeah. experience yeah. with Dave Anderson. We'll touch on that. But the biggest story that seems to be coming out, and we don't know whether it's a bigger story, how much truth there is to mm. it or not, but it was written. By his auntie mm. in the newspaper, which is a very weird circumstance, but it is what it is. Yeah. That apparently the Brisbane Bullets were blocking Will Magne from getting to the NBA for a fee of what was around $70,000. And now after that, which I don't really understand why Brisbane would have to pay that $70,000. Or yeah. Brisbane had to be paid that $70,000. Yeah. And they wanted that if he was going to go. Which, first of all, weird thing, $70,000 to... I just I, I can't see how that would be 100% of the truth, where there was something else there and then the family had to scratch and scrape to get coins, you know, rattling, rattling pins in the, <laughs> in the car, get Magnate to the NBA. Like, I just – it does sound a bit fishy and the fact that the story was written by his auntie doesn't give it too much weight. Yeah, exactly. Opinion. I mean, that's the, that's the key here is there's going to be two sides to every story. The whole thing, it just doesn't look good. Were, they appro- were, the, were the Brisbane Bullets approached for comment in this? It didn't seem like it. Usually an article will mention the Brisbane Bullets were approached mm. for comment but didn't want to say well, it. It didn't seem like that and happened. people were highlighting Brisbane's press release saying, well, clearly they didn't want to talk about it. Well, why would you if you're not going to get approached for it? Like yeah. Those kind of things. And it is – you just hope that whatever did happen, it's not blocking – a young guy who's come through the system with the bullets. It's not like this is a guy who just signed in for agency. He's come through the system. 
you want to be able to look good at showing that you've created this guy who's now an NBA-level talent, letting him go. And every um, every NBL contract has an NBA out clause, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it has one. And every NBL contract usually has a money figure attached to right. that. And this is where I like to defend NBL clubs in this. Mm. It is a contract. Mm. If the buyout is $70,000, this is an NBA club that wants Will Magno, right? Well, that has a ridiculous amount of money. Well, if the, I'm the yeah. Brisbane Bullets, I'm going to say, yes, you owe me $70,000 because I have the contract to this player. Well, that's the thing that I believe the article is stating, that they weren't aware of that at all. So Will Magnet was like, okay, well, I'm going over there. And then the next day he had a piece of paper saying, you owe us this, and he was taken off guard. So maybe there wasn't any money figure thrown at him, and that's the thing of like, surely you'd be aware of that. I think an NBA team just tried to ignore it and said, the the only thing that I can read through this is because the the prison bullets, I like to believe, and I'm happy to be proven wrong by this, Mm. but I like to believe, and I'm pretty sure that the prison bullets aren't just going to say, hey, Magna, you owe us, hey, Will, you owe us $70,000. I'm pretty sure they're going to say the NBA team owes us. Well, that's- New Orleans Pelicans owe us $70,000. And we've seen these issues before with NBA clubs not wanting to pay- the buyout figure. We saw a similar, different situation with Mitch Creek, didn't we, with the Adelaide 36s? Yeah. But he was on. He was playing for the Germany team at the end of the season, which then came for who was going to pay that fee. Where yeah. was the fee going to go? The money to the Adelaide or the German team, and that kind of all got blown up. That looked really bad for the Adelaide 36s at the time. But yeah, I feel like because this is out there now and there's a lot of talk about it, I'd love to see Brisbane just come out and, and talk about this and say this is what happened. Because yeah. then when it came and they're like, look, we wanted him to play with us. He didn't want to play with us. Bye. And I'm like, well. There's something else. No, and I heard that there's a bad relationship there. 100%. There's clearly a bad relationship, so something happened. But what I I like to think, and it's no fault of Will Magna, you'd be annoyed by the situation. Oh, no doubt. But I think this was just the Bullets not wanting to be strong-armed by an NBA club saying, no, 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 we're just taking a guy for a 10-day. We don't want to pay your buyout. We're not paying it for a a 10-day contract or for a short stint over here. And they're saying, no, it's a contract. That's the rules. Well, we're getting our money. We're getting our seventy thousand dollars. Whether you and, and unfortunately, it came down to the player having to do it because the Pelicans didn't want to do it. Now, I want to know whether whether that family did did they pay the seventy thousand dollars? And I believe something there? was done because then, or was that reimbursed by the club? There was the another. NBA? There's another fee, I believe, that was attached to him leaving the Bullets this time because when he came back to go to Perth, so it's almost yeah. like what what is going on? And you'd like to. For transparency reasons, everybody's now, there's rumours going at all of that. You just want to get to the bottom of it to clear up any ugliness that could potentially be there for either player or club because there's no need for it. And a lot of times in situations like this, it comes down to people forget that there's a contract in place. Yeah. You sign on that dotted line. Mm. You sign on the terms and conditions that are involved with that contract. Mm. Now, later down the track, when those terms and conditions don't necessarily suit you or they might impede you, you can't just start saying, no, I don't. It's, it's like in the NBA, we see so many times, you've got three years left of the contract, I want out. Mm. There needs to be a point where the contract is worth the paper it's written on. Well, And it seems like that here, that they just didn't want to get strong-armed. And unfortunately, we're going to stand up to this and someone's going to pay us this money because that's what the contract says. That's what you signed well, on. I'm pretty sure the old Deng's still getting paid by the Lakers, isn't he? We haven't oh, seen him in the league for Joachim Noah. So there's a lot. Gilbert yeah, Arenas was, yeah, was been playing at the years. YMCA for $20 million a year at one yeah. point. So there, yeah, there's something I'd like just to see addressed so we can be squashed and the Bullets can move forward to try and make finals. There's another team trying to get back to the top four. And Magnet, we want to see homegrown talent go to the next level. So just to clear that up and you want to see guys come You do, but we also want to see through. our clubs protected. Exactly. No, that's what and, I mean. And to be able to, to hold their own on the international basketball scene 
and not agents complaining either, because I'm sure there was some agent stuff. I'm not sure who Magne's agent is, but I'm sure there was stuff involved with that. Like, where, why was that in the contract? Was it not foreseen that he was going to go over there? Who knew what was going on? There's so many behind-the-scenes things where I think there's more to it than an article that we can take too seriously written by someone's auntie. Well, this the article was thrown out there, and that's when all the rumours started flying, which is yeah. why we'd like to just see someone come out, address the exact situation, and we move on. Lamanus. This is the most Brisbane we've ever talked about. Our entire opening we segment. Did, uh, we did say they were contenders at one point. Quickly, oh. <laughs> that fell off. Well, I'll tell you what, they're contending for the most talked about of the podcast at the moment. Lamanus out. Who's in? Well, CJ Bruton's probably next in line. And I think he's going. He interviewed for it. I would love to see Hanare come back for the Bullets. Hanare would be good. I'm a big fan of Jamie O'Loughlin. Okay, yeah, always no, been a big yeah. fan of Jamie O'Loughlin at Cairns. I just hate the way that they've gone this year. Mm, it's not going to help, is it? It's not going to help. Mm. But I just just love Jamie O'Loughlin as, as a tactician, as a head coach. He's been around long enough. I believe that he's ready for that sort of head coach position. Well, Paulie, I think, was going to try and go for Tazzy job. And whether he's locked up in Japan with contract-wise, again, something going on there. So I don't even know if he's allowed to be able to look at the Bullets or the Bullets look at him. He's a fantastic coach. Deserves yeah, the, 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 the coaching world is that they don't run by well, the same rules. There's rules, but they don't. You talk, about, same you talk about players. payouts. Japanese league payouts is going to be a bit bigger than, <laughs> than other yeah. league payouts. So I don't know what's going on with, with Paulie, but I'd love to see him get a head coach. But you see CJ Bruton next in line. He's been there. He's been around. He's, he's a great of the league. We've, we know what... But here's my do. thing with CJ Bruton. Do you reward an assistant coach coming through? It ain't, go, it ain't about rewarding. Do you go it? get a new one? The, the NBL these days is not about rewarding. It's about winning games. And you do whatever can put you in the best position to win games. And sometimes it sucks. You look at Flynn at Illawarra. Worked his whole way up to the top. Lamelo comes in. It's a bit of a, a bit of a shit fest, and then bang, loses his job. Mm. Tough luck, but you're there to win games. That's at the end of the day. If I'm a Brisbane Bullets fan, if they hired CJ right away, bang, straight up, yeah. go. Then I'm confident. Lamanus I'm saying, out, okay, CJ there is it, yeah. no doubt that CJ is the right man for the mm. job. But the fact that they're doing their due diligence. And maybe that is just all they're doing. Maybe they are confident, but it's like, you know what? You never know. Mike D'Antoni could pop up and we just grab him. Yep. You just never know. So you, d- you do need to have a look around. But I would prefer if they just if they got CJ right away, I'd say, bang, he's ready to go. They are that confident that he's the man. The fact that they're looking around and if this drags on and drags on and drags on and they keep interviewing, keep interviewing, keep interviewing, and then they go with CJ, I'm probably a little less confident that maybe he's ready. Maybe he needed another one, two years under the belt. And, and I don't know. I know nothing about CJ Bruton as a yeah. coach. So I'm, I'm, I am speaking somewhat out of place there. Well, you're right when you talk about uh, like teams winning. Well, that helps with players. We talked about the Magne, but being a part of a winning culture helps everybody. It doesn't matter how well. You don't have to average 30. And we saw that the year we won the championship, Mike Kelly then got a new job. Simon Mitchell then got a new job. That, it's just what happens in a winning culture. So yeah. if you can breed a winning culture, that's going to help everybody's success, which does, I think, is going to hurt Jamie's case for a head coach this year, but you hope it, it doesn't because you can't just look at... Yeah, that's the thing. And I, I think organisations are smart enough to look at things... Beyond wins uh, and losses. On the full picture. Yeah. Jamie's been a winning coach for his entire life. And, and I was lucky enough to be coached with him in the Australian system. And that's how I sort of... I've, I've always looked back from then. Jeez, this guy knows his stuff and he's got respect from the players. Was K-Porn around? Is he another one that could pop up, pop up there? I think K-Porn's got one of the cushiest jobs in basketball. Right. At the hub of the COE, if yeah. I'm K-Porn, I am not leaving for an NBL job where you could potentially be gone in two years and then you don't have that COE job. Yeah. He gets to develop yeah. the best talent in the country. But if yeah. I'm K-Porn, stay where you are. You're going with Brisbane with a decent-sized city. You can start to build up. You win in a couple of years. All of a sudden, your NBL career is set. 
Yeah, but maybe he doesn't want an NBL career. Well, he's, well, maybe he's being paid handsomely. Maybe we have. Maybe he's no getting idea. kickbacks from colleges. Maybe, we don't know. Maybe we have no idea what we're <laughs> talking I was, about. I would this. be. I would be the worst person in that position because I'd just be hunting as a coach. Hundred percent kickbacks. Well, as a coach in general, oh. but I reckon you could get so many kickbacks from like college coaches saying, "Hey, we want this kid." And in, in no way am I saying that is what Cape Bond would be doing. And I can Louisville always, of you. Yeah, I can always <laughs> guarantee that is not what he'd be doing because he's a fantastic dude, unlike me, who'd be a shyster yeah. and would be trying to use that position. True. But I just think that's too safe of a job. And Cape's a great coach. And I think he had the Adelaide position, but then once this COVID started, this uncertainty started to hit, he sort of thought, you know what? If, this is pretty safe, what he's in now. And, and safety and coaching is something you don't come across that often. And he's living in Canberra. Yeah, so that's the tough part. Yeah, that's awesome. That's yeah. the tough part. But Brisbane, Brisbane we're pretty much just throwing – we're replacing Lake Burley Griffin with a beach. And not even a beach, a man-made beach. <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know whether we're really going up that Moose much. Moosehead's yeah, – State of origin, budget night, 2021. I don't know. Which one goes <laughs> off more? But anyway, in player out of bounds. Now, I'm going to take the lead on this one. Please. Because I'm planting the seed. Ooh. Now, I'm not going to name anyone in this situation okay. because it's very, very early doors. Yeah. But I'm hearing whispers that a certain man who has questioned time and time again the governance of this league and the conflict of interest that exists in governance Mm. and owning a team in the league or multiple teams in the league. Now, said person owns an NBL team, owns another team as well, is looking to take over, looking, just putting their feeders out, the CEO position at Basketball Australia. Mm. Now, for someone that has complained and cried and cried so much about governance and conflict of interest, oh, wouldn't that be rich? Wouldn't that be rich if they were to just put their hand up and jump into the CEO position at Basketball Australia? We could have a trash talk whole segment on this if this happens. I could have a whole day on this. And I'm going to watch this space and we're going to keep following this to see if it happens. I had no idea. When you broke this down, I was like, what are you talking about? this This would be quite the stir. If this was to happen. I won't lie. When I saw this, I was like, I've been caught up on something here and that the producers have said that I've got something on you and you're going to throw something no, on no, me. No, so no, I'm no. glad this has nothing to do with me. I'm just putting the feelers out worried. for people to watch the, the names that are being thrown around in the Basketball Australia position. Okay. And I think that we need to make sure the right person's there and whether it takes giving up some things to take that position, fine. But just don't cry wolf. You know everything. Oh, I got my ears you, to the ground. You really do. To the it's ground, especially with BA. It is BA. Insane. I've got nothing in the NBA, but a couple of little rats running around BA that I have a lot of respect for. But anyway, hot or cold? Let's get back on track. Other I'm rattled. My conspiracy theories: Wildcats, the new favourites, with Magne on board, of course. I have to say it's going to be hard. I still think Melbourne are, are more, are more deeper, a deeper team. But when it comes to finals, Perth go up another notch again. We've just seen it over and over. It's also home court advantage. Well, Melbourne have that right now, don't they? So that's going to be the key. Um, they did beat us, remember, in the us. grand finals. I was playing on that team. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. That's what I, I was on that <laughs> team. Sorry, sorry. I was trying to catch you out on your Melbourne. We were, I forgot you went on. You left at that stage. Uh, game four, they beat us at home uh, to win the grand final series. So uh, home court advantage is definitely important as well. Um, but I think Perth, they just go up another notch. We've seen Bryce Cotton go I reckon- another notch again. And he's going to be able to rest a little bit with with uh, Magna in there. Magna's one of the best screeners in the league. Oh, yeah, it's going to be it's tough. You got Mooney on one side. Mooney's starting to shoot the ball well. I want to see how I, I just want to see Magna and see them how they roll with all that. Todd Blanchfield's having a career year as well. Mitch Norton is, does his role perfectly well. We just talk about the depth. The bench of Melbourne United is a lot stronger than the Perth Wildcats bench. But when it comes down to the finals, 
is the depth what gives you the, the title or is it your superstars stepping up when it matters? Depends. If the superstars step up, That's true. then yes. If Bryce Cotton just blitzes it mm. and goes for 40 for three games, well, he struggled shooting they win. in that game against Melbourne United, but he had 10 dimes. So at 16 and 10, it was in a bit of a shooting slump. But he's playing, he almost looked like he was playing a bit of a different role because yeah. they were going under the screens at times that Bryce was still just pulling up and going... Well, he Dang, plays differently so to Melbourne was... United against Melbourne United than any other team because he knows that they're going to cycle through those elite defensive guards. So he has to change the way he normally plays, and it worked. It helped them get a massive win against Melbourne United. So are they the new favourites? I think right now you're going to have to say that – well, they're the champions until someone proves otherwise, aren't they? Exactly. They always will be with what they've done in the last 10 years. Jared Weeks to Sydney. Mm. Hot or cold? Hot for him. I think it's just – Perfectly. You're going to say something different, were you? I was thinking of it, but then I realized it's the next topic. Yeah, so I no, thought I'd I hold my tongue. He was, not, he was just stuck behind all these guards in New Zealand. They weren't giving him a chance. The problem is when you throw him in now, he hasn't played for really so long this year. This season's still going on. He's barely played an hour's worth of basketball. So, so I'm saying he's got fresh legs. Chance. Well, I love it. I, I reckon he, they, energy spark, a veteran guy on that team. I love that for them. We're going to touch on it next, but out of everyone that was available, they made the right choice here. They just need someone to come in and just pull. Yeah. When they need an energy hit, bang. You look at what D, what they lost with DJ. Mm. They don't get that back at all with well, Jared and Weeks. Didi. Didi's but, and Didi. Yeah. You don't get that back by bringing in Jared Weeks, but at least you, you somewhat, you get a guy that could come in and score 20 in a game. Yeah. If we look at the box score in a couple of weeks and Jared Weeks has a game where he has 24. Mm. I'm not going to be, oh, wow, what the? Yeah. No. And he's done Jared this. Weeks, agent 97. He can shoot. He's he done can play. He can lot. get hot. Yeah. And, and I think it's a great, a great pickup for them in terms of an energy guy. Now, the interesting one and mm. the next topic, Adele still on the market, hot or cold? Well, I, I thought we both thought that he was might have been heading down to Sydney. Do they still have another spot or could they feel that? Because Xavier Cooks is suiting up to qualify. He's not playing because he's wearing skate shoes. Yeah, Cooks, from, from, what I, from what I've heard, Cooks will be back. Right. So do they have another spot? With They've had a few injuries. I, I'm not it depends sure what happens with uh, Newley. Right, with Brad Newley. So do they bring in another guy, Dengadel, just to try? He doesn't, sorry, he doesn't need to qualify, does he? Because Dengadel's no. played. No, I, I don't think we've got any chance of seeing Dengadel go to Sydney. Well, he's not going to go anywhere else then, is he? No, and, and, and you know what? Because I think Melbourne were looking at him. It's the teams that were like weighing up the options, do we just strengthen our bench unit with Dengadel? You're not going to have to pay him what he's getting paid at Illawarra. Just hope that he comes in and turns things around. So, And that's the thing. You've got to remember, this guy isn't coming in to play bench minutes. He's coming in to turn things around for him. Yeah, that's another thing as well. Because he's not going to come in and say, oh, yeah, I'll come into a team and play five, ten minutes. No, you're better off protecting your stock. Yep. He's got a good body of work behind him. This was a down year. I'm quite happy for him to just leave it, either either go to Europe at the end of this season and get some form back or just hang around and play in the NBL next year. I'd personally prefer him to go over to Europe mm. whether he's playing the G League, Summer League, whatever it is. Just get a bit of that classic Dengadel form back that we've seen. So I reckon it's hot that he's not in the league. I don't I don't want to see him on another team this year. I want to. See I don't him think he will back. now. After that, Sydney's picked up weeks, but I just realised this is a hot collar full of new signings and we're four, the season's so deep and we've got all new signings. Such is the NBL. The season's gone for three years <laughs> so far and we're almost at the end. It feels like that Game of Thrones one where they finally make that walk through the snow. We are approaching the wall, which is finals. David Anderson of Melbourne, final hot or cold? I'm going to say hot. I'm going to, I'm going to kick it off here. Hot, Dave Anderson. You're bringing in experience. He's the sort of guy, Liam Santa Maria mentioned it at the start of the year when he interviewed Dave Anderson. He can come in and make a difference in games. Well, it's, still. It's going to be an insurance policy as well. But what I loved about it in that game versus Melbourne, when Joe Luala Chul came off, he sat next to DA and DA was talking to him. That's the veteran experience yeah. when it comes to finals and a grand final series. The most successful Australian basketballer we've had 
The amount of titles he's won is ridiculous. And if he comes on Melody United, they win another title. It's just going to be the perfect. But he's also a great guy. 100%. He's a fantastic guy. dude. I had completely forgotten that Dave Anderson was still a possibility rolling around there for Frankston to come out. And it's perfect, isn't it? Exactly for what they need, the the veteran side of things. And um, came in, they announced it, suited up and started to quali- get his things to qualify. And uh, yeah, that's going to be huge for them. Veteran-wise, success knows what it takes to win a title. That's the thing. They've got knows the, they've got the it talent. It's all the other little things, the intangibles that Melbourne are going to need to lock down. And they're what? 12 out of their last 13 games are wins. Yeah. So there's absolutely no panic stations for Melbourne. But I just it's not, a, it's a, not a panic thing. It's literally no, 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 not at all. policy of... Why not? Why not yeah. bring a guy who knows how to win and knows what it takes to bring around that culture of the club, give his advice to all the younger guys like Joe Luala Chul, even Jock Landau to a degree. Yeah. Can oh, yeah, for sure. So Jock's still a young guy. And he I says how much he can that. learn about yeah, all yeah. that. And when it comes to the crunch time, this man had a huge part when we won that title in 2018. Can you imagine winning 12 of your last 13 games and us still saying that Perth are the favourites to win the championship? Yeah, it's, it's going to oh. I can't wait for that grand final series. And you said it was the last it's one. It's going to be the grand I, I final series. Can we just cut the shit? Everyone's, it is. I'm going to be dead honest. Everyone's done with the season. <laughs> We've had enough games. We want We're sick of it. Perth. You've run out of T-shirts to wear on Trash Talk. You're now wearing a Kmart sweater yep. that looks like a hotel bed mattress. Mm. I'm wearing a shirt that has pasta stains on the mm. front. And I think I wore it before anyway. Yeah. So it's no I, I, I was scared of doubling so up. So let's just end this madness now. Okay. And get to the finals. <laughs> you just said okay as if you're the decision maker. Well, no, you've got another uh, announcement that was on this morning. You forgot all about it. Timmy Conrad. Timmy Conrad. So the completely what? forgotten about it the just ma- happened this morning. The massive signing, Talking Timmy Conrad. Oh. This came out of nowhere. Yeah, signing. You're right. This one came. It's just a, I was on the tram evading ticket inspectors. Bang. Mm. Timmy Conrad. Thanks for throwing that out there. <laughs> Interesting enough that. What does this do for Cam Bairstow? Oh, I think Cam Bairstow has been riddled with injuries ever Horrendous. since. Horrendous. You forget that this guy was a boomer. He was a lead this year when he was healthy. On the Chicago Bulls. Yeah. So I think we're actually going to look back on this sort of the career of Cam Bairstow. And hopefully he gets back. Hopefully this isn't the, yeah. the, the end of the career of, uh, of Cam. But just riddled with injuries. Mm. And was such a talented player. And still is such a talented player. And I just wish him all the best. Hopefully... Hopefully you know, he can recover from yeah. this and we see him again and he can just get one healthy year Please. under Deserves his belt. One. The guy's all NBL caliber yeah, when, he's, when he's healthy. Playing and, some good basketball. Playing and some again, good basketball. For the Hawks, another veteran guy, Timmy Conrad, and he's the club guy. You're bringing you, in a guy that knows the system. He can shoot. Again, when you're bringing in a guy this late, there's no point bringing in someone like a Jeremy Kendall or someone like that. Yeah, who are playing for something. Yeah, who He's just playing, playing for, for the club. Yeah. He's just playing for the club. Bang. Yeah. He's going to come on when he's needed to shoot. He plays hard. He's a great guy. Absolutely no. I thought you time. were a chance to get picked up there. The way you've been playing, but well, I'm getting back in shape slowly. Yeah. I don't know. I'm starting to run oh, you're around. Eating salads. I'm, I'm eating all, salads. All, all I went things. down. It was terrible. I spat it out. Yeah, I'm never ordering one again. Don't. But anyway, that's all we got time for. No more salad. Hopefully, just a little bit more NBL before we can get to this final series. But anyway, enjoy and gamble responsibly.